enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome, you are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and joining me today is my friend and co-host of the day, Mark Phelan. Hey, Mark. How are you, my dear doctor? I am doing pretty well, all considered, uh, but we're still in a pandemic and, you know, still staying home a lot. I call it the global stress stew, Mm -hmm. and it seems like every day someone's throwing a new ingredient into that. You figure nine months ago, January, fine, everything great. And the about face of the entire world is just amazing. Yeah. It, everything it changed. Everything. On a dime. Yeah. And that's isn't that the way it works? We never know what's around the corner. I always like to say with you know, our loved ones, with ourselves, with the world. You know, we continue to talk about love and to talk about life because we don't want to give up. It's a hard Absolutely. time. And like I always say, this too shall pass. It is temporary. And today I thought it would be really fun to talk about dating. So Mark and I are both currently single. And for those of you who listen to the show know that I lost my my beloved uh, love of my life uh, about four and a half years ago. And I have I've stuck my toe in the dating world. But ultimately, when I tried it, I was like, oh, I just don't really feel like I'm ready. But I always tell everyone, clients or anyone who will listen, don't ever wait till you're ready to do something. Mm -hmm. And last week, Melanie and I were answering questions about things. And she asked me about dating. And I said something to that effect, that I wasn't ready. And as I listened to myself, as I was listening to the show... I thought, well, what a hypocrite are you, Lori, saying that you're not doing something because you're not ready. And I'm constantly telling people, and mm-hmm. I believe it, I know it, that we don't want to wait till we're ready to do anything, whether it is, you know, go and find the job that we want or go to school or have sex or clean the house or exercise. If we wait till we're ready, generally we won't do it. And oftentimes by doing something that we don't feel we're ready for is the best way to get ready. So I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about dating. And it's something that I help my clients with all the time and they do really, really well. And in my past endeavors, as I was looking for love in the dating world, I have done very well. So it is not something that is foreign to me. It's something that I know a lot about. And I want to talk about the things that, for both of us, and also the things that could help the listeners about the things that might be stopping us from dating or the things that might encourage us to get out there. So, I mean, tell me where you stand right now as far as your own journey in dating and finding love again. There are moments, we, we spoke about this a little earlier, sometimes it's awesome to be single, do whatever you want. But the idea of being in a relationship again, and the longer I go on, I'm starting to reflect, ironically, back 30 plus years ago, before I got married, 
I was in a quasi-time of ambivalence. Do I want to date somebody or not? Uh, I was always in hospitality and, and in show business. There was, I had multiple opportunities in any given day of meeting people and just socializing. Never had a problem. But there was a point where I came and realized, maybe I want a relationship. Maybe I want to settle down. And I started to watch people in a restaurant I was working at. And I'd say, how did they get together? At what point did they find attraction? And then they said, let's go out again. And all of a sudden, let's move in. Let's get married, whatever. Where did it happen? How did it happen? A lot of times, just pure random luck. Yeah. And look, I do think some of it is luck. But I also think that oftentimes we go through life in the world not really open to to love or to dating or to those possibilities. And even if a fantastic person should appear, if we're not open to it mm. or we're not feeling confident or, you know, fill in the blanks, there's so many mm. things that can get in the way. The obstacles to love, which is what I replayed last week, as uh, a good a good episode that you and I did in 2016, believe wow. it or not. Uh, but yes, when we are kind of, protected and shut down to the possibilities of love, it doesn't matter who comes into our life, we will miss it. I think it works the other way too. When we are open to it and we know that we want it and we make this decision to find love, we put ourselves in situations and we look for possibilities where we might not have seen them otherwise. So kind of our state of mind where we're at, knowing what we want, how we present ourselves in the world does make a difference. And luck is a part of it, but I don't think the biggest part. You know, my mom always used to tell me when I was young and she would say, you know, you have to meet a husband and you're not going to meet someone staying home. He's not going to come knocking on your door. You have to go out there. She would say, think of it like a job. You have to be very intentional about it, basically. And you know what? She's right. And it's really knowing what you want. But then we get to the place, look, at you and I are older. We don't need to, well, we're not going to, whether we need to or not. There is no way that we are going to get into a relationship to have children at this point in our life. Not a chance. Yeah. I mean, you could. You could end up with a younger not girl who could have children. Not a chance. <laughs> exactly. But it's not going to happen. Not a possibility. Yeah. So, you know, there's not that drive at this point for us to get married. We don't need anybody else to take care of us. We don't need that. But there can be some advantages to being, you know, in a partnership. The advantage of being single is I can say, you know what? I think I'm going to go hit some golf balls. Just go. Being single... I think is a wonderful thing. And it's if you know how to do it right, just like relationships, right. if, when you know how to do it right, it's wonderful. Whether you're single, whether you're married, whatever the case might be, it is appreciating where you are and living life to its fullest. Well, the one advantage of, of being in a, an adventuresome spirit, of being content, maybe not totally happy, but being content being single, like you said, which I kind of am, Everyone meeting somebody would be icing on the cake. I don't need someone to, uh, the old Jerry Maguire, you complete me. I don't need somebody to complete me. I like to have a partner I can do things with, learn with, travel with, experience things with. That's what I miss. Even, you know, I was married for 12, 13 years, and there were parts, even though she drove me crazy, <laughs> there were parts that I enjoyed because we did travel well together. We did explore things well together. I miss that part of having a person to share that stuff with. 
And it'd be, it would be great to meet somebody that can challenge you to make you want to feel like you can continue to learn and grow and enjoy things. But, and of course, physical intimacy would be fabulous because I was the last relationship I had. I kind of call it an arrangement more than a relationship because I literally saw this person once a week because I was working weird schedules. She worked work classic nine to five. Maybe Friday or Sunday, it's once a week for four years, five years. I would have never gone on that long had we been living together and or saw each other four or five days a week. So look, at this is a good example of being able to create the kind of relationship that works for you. I do find personally and professionally a lot of people who are are not looking for somebody to marry or live with. And those kinds of relationships where they get together, maybe they spend the weekends Mm -hmm. together or maybe once or twice a week, they spend the night together or go Mm -hmm. out, have sex, have dinner, Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. Those are relationships that they are loving. Like people are choosing to have that relationship, the companionship part without all the other stuff having right. to live with someone or make a lifetime commitment with somebody. And that, I think, is a good option, right? Sure. And there's lots of different ways to spin that. You know, you can create whatever relationship you want to be in if you find somebody who wants the same things that you do. Right. And to me, that sounds appealing. You know, I don't know if I'm actually wanting to get married or live with somebody. I'm going to say, you know, and I always think sometimes we put the cart before the horse anyways. Sometimes, look, if we're at a certain age, we're like, okay, I want to have a family. I want to have kids. Yeah, yeah. And then we do want to look for somebody who is marriage material, somebody who we want to mm-hmm. spend our life with potentially. But when you get to a certain point where you're loving your single life and there's no need for somebody to live with or the need to get married – there's something really appealing about saying, wouldn't it be great to have a, or maybe more than one companion that you can go out with, have fun with, maybe have sex with, and just enjoy their company without all of the the baggage and the commitment. And I think there's something to that for sure. Like that sounds much more appealing to me. And then if you do get to a point where that's how it starts, but you're thinking, oh, I don't want to spend a day without this person. I want to be with this person all the time because mm-hmm. it's so fantastic. And I want to grow older <laughs> and you know live the rest of my life with this person. Then then that's the time to make the decision. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe then it's commit, you know, commitment or marriage. But it doesn't have to be the first place that you go. And I, I think there's a lot to think about there, too. I mean, when you think about maybe traits or qualities that if you were to get in a relationship with somebody, whatever kind of relationship, mm-hmm. whether it's a committed or monogamous or live-in, whatever the situation is, what are some traits that would be absolutely necessary for that person to have? Basically, a, a joie de vivre, a zest for living. Mm-hmm. Open and honest enough to say this Let's try this. Let's try that. I like the joie de vivre. That actually is such a good one. And, you know, I think about the relationships that I've been in. And I'm going to say the happiest relationships. I've had a lot of really good relationships. Not ones that I necessarily wanted to have to be lifelong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, actually, you're one of the relationships. I mean, we had some fun. We were together in our... We were in our 20s. That was some uh, crazy ass shit. Early 20s. We... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, I got to tell you, I have to tell you, just a quick addendum, you'll appreciate yeah. 
One of my clients is a graduate of West Point. Yeah. yeah. I was stationed at West Point, mm-hmm. and Mark would come visit me. He was living in New York, and uh, yeah, we did some bad I was, things. I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I, I've served in the military, and it was my privilege and pleasure to serve those who served, wink, wink, <laughs> anywhere but, we could, <laughs> side of a road, on a mountain. Yes, we did have some fun. But I will say all of my my best memories of relationships and really good relationships that I've been in were people who had that that love of life. Mm -hmm. You know, they could look at a flower or a sunset and just be in absolute awe. Wow, life is so good. Like people who just like, you know, like just you know, lived, I like to say, lived the shit out of their life, That's you right. know, exactly. and or what Melanie calls life livers. And mm-hmm. I consider myself one of those. And when you are around people like that, it's, it's just so fantastic as yep. opposed to the person who is complaining about everything. The people who decide to take apart everything piece by piece and then complain about every piece they're taking apart is uh, what's the point? So many couples where they are unhappy, they're complaining inwardly, but they're not actually mm. saying anything out loud. Yep. And all of that time goes by and they're just getting more annoyed and more resentful mm-hmm. and more angry and more turned off, but they're not saying anything. Exactly. So there's no opportunity to right. actually address it mm-hmm. and work through it. But then all of a sudden... You know, there it comes, you know, the, the shit hits the fan, a moment yep. happens, and all of a sudden it's like, and you do this, and you never do this, and you said this, and yep. you didn't say that, and yeah, and, and you know, that's what happens. We can only take so much. By the way, normally it's good intentions, mm-hmm. right? They don't want to rock the boat. They don't right. want to upset yeah. their partner. They're thinking it's not that big of a deal. I'm just, I'm just going to let this go. Right. I'm just like, don't worry about it. It's not that Isn't big. that classic passive-aggressive no. Well, it ends up showing up as passive-aggressive. Yeah, because if we're unhappy, but we're not saying anything, it will, and not consciously, it'll come out in these different ways. Sure, honey, I'll take out the trash, but the trash doesn't get taken out. It's like, well, I forgot, and maybe they really did forget, but there could be some subconscious resentment that comes out in that passive-aggressive way. In other words, they're not dealing directly with what needs to be dealt with. Along those lines, when I'm thinking about the qualities that you need in a partner, somebody who can communicate effectively. Bingo. Bingo. But getting back to that point, the joie de vivre of realizing every day is a blessing. For no other reason, in face of a freaking global pandemic and all the crap that's been going on, we got earthquakes, floods, fires. Another fire started today in Napa. Oh, no. I mean, every freaking day, there's something else. And then social injustice and everything else stirred around, stirred around, stirred around. Not going anywhere near politics right now, but the idea that we don't know day to day what, as we say, shit happens. When is shit going to happen and what are we going to do if shit does happen? The resiliency we have to have and create for ourselves, I would like a partner that can be there I'll be happy to be the shoulder you lean on. Once in a while, I'll be like to have your shoulder I can lean on. But we're here to support each other. And we can take between our two vision of both of us, we see through the fog and the misery and realize, look at us. We are the light at the end of the tunnel. We as a couple yes, are that light. There are so many couples that are now in that space when they're like, you know what? 
as horrible as this is, the fact that I am going through this with you is incredible. And I do envy that. And I see that in a lot of my clients. And, and when I see that, I go, oh, yeah, I, I do want to have love in my life and be in a relationship again. And going back to dating, you know, a lot of what we're talking about is relationships. But when yeah. you are clear about these things that are important to you, before you start looking for someone that you want to go out on a date with, you will end up in much better relationships, even oh, yeah. if they're just, you know, even if they're just companionships, even if it's mm-hmm. just dating, which is a, you know, non-commitment thing. It's getting to know somebody. You can really enjoy yourself. If you screen sure. properly, but you can't screen properly until you are clear about what is important to you, mm-hmm. you will have Really fun experiences. Now, I know we're in a pandemic, but people can go out. They can start out by doing some Zoom dating mm-hmm. and some phone calls, and then they can you know, maybe take a, a walk or a hike or go sure. out to eat and sit outside can, in a restaurant. You can easily walk 10 feet away from each other and still have a conversation. Or even sit outside, whether exactly. it's a, whether it's a park and have a picnic mm-hmm. or go to a restaurant and sit outside. So, you know, things are a little bit easier now where there are those possibilities. But I also think, and I'm hearing this from a lot of my clients who are dating now, that the opportunity to get to know each other better, whether it's through Zoom calls or phone calls or texting or emails, although you don't want to get too carried away with that because they can be time suckers, but it also does give people a really good opportunity to get to know each other on a deeper level than they might not have if they were just rushing out to meet and go outside on a date right exactly. away. Exactly. Yeah. So it really is a good time. And look, it, 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 I always say, is it better to be single or, or is it better to be coupled? I mean, one, it depends on the situation. But sure. I also say it's good to be where, exactly where you are. You know, if you are single to enjoy being single, because there's a lot of things to enjoy about it. Like you said, we can do what we want. We can hopefully enjoy our own company and, you know, spend that time with our friends and spend that time alone and pursuing all of the things that feel really good for us and fulfilling for us. And if we're in a relationship to be able to enjoy that companionship and really, I guess what it is, is appreciating whatever you've got. But if you're in a relationship that is not a good relationship and you're staying in it because you're afraid of being alone, to take a good look at that too. You know, it's not always perfect. Relationships right. don't have to be perfect because they can't be. And sometimes, and this will be another show, to make that decision whether to stay or leave is a very difficult one, especially now. And so people are ending their relationships now. But think about how difficult that is. Right. Even if you're in a relationship that isn't necessarily great, the fact that you're in a relationship rather than being alone during this really scary time is also something to think about. Is it is it a specific reason or you just been face-to-face for so long? There's a lot right. of folks. I have some couples that literally are ones in finance and banking and the other ones in marketing and tech. They used to go 7 o'clock, say, hey, share that little pot of coffee quick little Danish or something, boom, gone until like 7, 7.30 that night for dinner. But all day, they were separate, having different lives, different demands and everything else. And all of a sudden, they're quarantined in a yeah. not giant apartment. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm with this person 24 hours a day now. And they're and driving me crazy. <laughs> but ironically, they've, they've kind of done that full circle now. 
they're doing puzzles and they're sharing time and realizing distance was causing more problems than intimacy was. Mm -hmm. And the ironic thing is the fact that they they found a comfort zone about with each other's space and everything else. But it is, it's, it's an intangible magic. It's the reason the songs and movies, everything's written about falling in love because everyone wants that wonderful feeling, but it is the risk of diving in head first. Where's it going to go? I have a question. I think this is a good one. It's a question mm-hmm. about questions. So if you were to go or when you go, I should say, cause I know you're anticipating dating again. What are three questions that you would like to ask a potential companion, we'll call that person. So you go on a date, what are three questions that you would want to ask to get some knowledge or information about this person that would be important to you? Ladies first. I think a really good question is, what do you like to do on your downtime? When you have free time, what are ways you like to spend that time? Another question that I would ask, which is something I ask my clients, what what brings you joy? Mm-hmm. And that's an important question because I find that people who are unhappy generally, they have a lot of trouble answering that question. Mm-hmm. People who are generally, like you said, joie de vivre, open-minded, mm-hmm. flexible, they will have a very long list. And exactly. also you can find out a lot of really great things about somebody mm-hmm. uh, when you find out. What brings them joy? I have a question for you. How often do you hear or have you heard when you're meeting and greeting folks? Oh, you're a therapist. Oh, Oh, does that mean you're going to analyze everything I say? The trouble isn't so much me being a therapist as much as when I say I'm a relationship and sex therapist. It can trigger their insecurities or they have these expectations of, you know, what I am or these preconceived notions of what that what that looks like and what that person is like. So I just think to get to know somebody for who they are, not necessarily what they do. I mean, I think that's important. One of the first questions us Americans generally ask is what do you do? Exactly. I think a really important question also is tell me about your past relationship or your past relationships. Boy, you can find out a lot about a person, you know, if they start saying, Everything, you know, this person did this and they did, and it's just complaining about that other person, but not taking their own responsibility Mm -hmm. for their part in it, Mm -hmm. uh, then, you know, okay, that's probably not necessarily going to be a good road to go down. So to get that kind of information is important, but it really does come down to you knowing those things that are important to you and asking the questions that give you that information. Uh, if you are extremely, um, or with what is extremely important to you is we'll say health and fitness, for example. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that would be a deal breaker. If somebody was not, you can ask questions about that. So you got to find out again, the things that are important to you. Now, someone else that may not be so important. Now, this is, this is a bit of a stereotype and I'm going to probably piss some people off. But if somebody said to me, um, I'm vegan, I don't eat gluten, I don't eat carbs. Oh, they couldn't really be not eat carbs, but you know what I mean? If they were like really like to that extent, I don't do this. I don't do that. I can't do that. Like if they were on like that really restrictive Thing, I think that wouldn't work for me because right. I love to cook. I love exactly. to travel. I love to eat. Now, if somebody said, oh, I'll eat anything, you know, like I eat fast food or I, mm-hmm. I'll eat any, like pizza three times, like that would also not work for me. So mm-hmm. somebody who is health conscious but also right. can enjoy a variety of different 
things is important. So exactly. it, again, it doesn't mean that it's bad if they're vegan or gluten-free. That's not mm-hmm. a bad thing. It's just for me personally, that wouldn't fit into the things that would be important for me to be in a, in a really great yeah. relationship. Oh, yeah. If somebody said they're gluten-free and they're allergic to garlic, we'd be doomed. <laughs> we'd be doomed. I love Italian food too much. And it just, I'm willing to work around it if necessary, but mm, that'd yeah. be tough. Or if somebody smoked. And Forget it. That's, I mean, I'm not even yes. a non-smoker. I'm an anti-smoker. It's a big difference. Just no That's thanks. Yes, because you think, okay, if somebody is treating their body that badly... You know that's a, that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. You know how how are they treating their body? How much are they caring for themselves? Plus the smell and all of that involved. Mm-hmm. That would be huge, huge deal breaker. So again, am I saying that you know people who smoke are bad? No, I'm going to say bad for me. What yeah. do you think about? Do you inquire if they like recreational drugs and alcohol to extent to a, imbibe? I mean, that would definitely be an important question. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm uh, more liberal when it comes to that. You know, I, I, somebody who enjoys a drink now and again, uh, you know, even if they smoke weed now and again, mm-hmm. I can live with that. If it was, you know, they're smoking all day long, right. weed, or drinking mm-hmm. every single night to mm-hmm. excess, like that wouldn't work for me, right. you know. So, again, it's not to say, oh, this is right or this is wrong. Right. It's to figure out what is right or wrong for you. Yeah, this you. is kind of like a genuine question questionnaire you want to give ask yourself. Yeah. To be true to your own vision and thoughts because then when it does come up, we've already asked and answered. Okay, that is a deal breaker. That isn't. Oh, that's nothing. That's no problem. Of course not. And it's knowing the difference between the wants and the needs or the wants and the deal breakers. What what do you absolutely need and what do you absolutely not want or need like smoking so it's 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 getting that clarity and when you do that the conversation is really interesting you can find out what you need to find out before you even meet this person face to face you find things out so much quicker so you don't get into a relationship with somebody that you're wasting your time with and that's not fun for anybody and it's dangerous right now to to be out there in the world I think for women, it's always been dangerous and for different reasons. Uh, but, you know, we don't want to waste our time. We certainly don't want to open up our heart to somebody who could potentially hurt us emotionally mm-hmm. or, you know, literally. So we have to be careful. We have to protect our hearts. And we can't do that if we don't have the knowledge of ourself, the confidence to be able to set those boundaries and say no and understanding the things that we are not going to settle for. And, you know, on that journey, that's what it needs to be. And when you are, you know, in your life happy as a single person, the great news is is that, like you said, you're not going to end up in a relationship because you need someone. You will end up in a relationship because it's adding to your life and you Mm -hmm. want to be with that person. But it's also much harder to find somebody who is going to add a lot to your life if you have a really great life. Mm -hmm. So you get to a place in your life where you're happy, you're doing what you want to do, you're financially independent, you have wonderful friends, you you really have a great life as you know, I'm obviously talking about myself here too. And I think about that like my when I talk to my friend who's a therapist, I'm on her radio show quite a bit, Diana Wiley, and she's sometimes on mine, and she'll say, Lori, you need to find somebody. You have so much to offer. 
And I'm like, I'm not worried about what I have to offer. But I, I don't, you know, always know if there's someone out there who can give me enough. And right. that might sound not so great, but it's just true. It's like, how are they going to add to my life? And I mean, I'm not looking for perfection by any means because I am anything but. <laughs> I can be difficult to be with for sure. And I can certainly appreciate somebody having their, we'll say their challenges or me having challenges with them. But there does need to be a lot, a lot of, we'll say, attributes and, you know, wonderful qualities that they bring to the table. Otherwise, it's just not really worth you know, the time. Mm -hmm. And I I suppose it's another way of saying I'm picky. But I I think being picky is a good thing. I don't think being picky is bad at all. I think everyone should have a healthy dose of little selfishness sometimes to be, make sure you maintain some kind of reservoir. Also, I think there's nothing wrong with being a little touch of hypochondria (laughs) just to be aware. So you don't overlook things that when it was, we get older, especially hello, why didn't you check this out? Ah, It's nothing. Well, just find out it's nothing. There's no harm. So in other words, somebody who also is going to take care of themselves. But there's also no perfect person. Exactly. So being able to be flexible in that and accepting somebody's differences or their quirks or their things that you may not love, but there's enough there that you do where the needs are being met that you can tolerate the things that you're not getting. And and that's it's about awareness, right? It's self-awareness. If you think about it, it is knowing you, knowing what's important, knowing how to get the information that you need, you know, in not a manipulative way, although suppose it might be a little manipulative, uh, but really just in a way that you can find out relatively quickly, is this somebody that I want to spend any more time with? And that's what dating is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, if there's a red flag or a deal breaker, that's don't see them anymore. If you there's enough there, even if there's some things that are like, eh, I'm not so sure, but there's enough there. I think I there's enough here that I want to get to know this person a bit more, find out more, spend some more time. Mm-hmm. Then you keep going, and sometimes you will end up marrying this person and spending the, your life with them. Sometimes you'll just end up having a really great, you know, few weeks or few months, mm-hmm. and sometimes it ends relatively quickly. But again, when you're clear about, you know, what you want and what you need and being self-aware and knowing how to communicate and having that list of questions before you start dating, know what you want, know the difference between the needs and wants. What are questions you can ask that could give you some information to find out if this is somebody that you want to spend Mm -hmm. your time with? And that's one of the advantages of online dating. When you're online dating, you're pretty clear about what it is you want, what's important to you who you are, although not everybody is completely honest. You know, it takes some time still to develop. But you know somebody is looking for at least some kind of a relationship if they're on a dating site. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to have to talk about our dating experiences moving forward. I think that would be interesting to talk about. I know I am curious to hear about yours. I imagine you might be curious to hear about mine. Always, baby. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I I don't think, no, I'm thinking, I'm truly trying to think about this honestly. I can't say that I've had a bad dating experience. You know, even if I went out with somebody and I knew immediately, mm-hmm. like, oh, this is not someone that I ever want to go out with again, mm-hmm. it could still be a fun night. Sure. Which is why I always say it's better 
one, to talk to somebody, get to know them before you actually meet them. But sometimes you do that and you meet them and there's things you did not anticipate. You know what? To think of dating as, first of all, not giving up is important. And just, you know, as an adventure, if you do it right, it can really be fun and it can be an adventure. And you do have good stories to tell and you just might meet either a good friend or, you know, a lifelong companion. So you've really got nothing to lose if you do it right. I mean, we do have to be cautious for the lots of reasons, you know, to protect our heart, to protect our body, uh, but also to protect ourselves during this pandemic. So there's, you know, there's definitely some variables out there, but ultimately just taking the leap, not waiting till you're ready, which I have to remind myself, I can't say that anymore. It's been four and a half years since Alan died. So come on, Lori. He's a hard act to follow. And that, oh, that's course. one of the things. Yeah, it, it's course. one of them. It's like, am I ever going to find anybody who's going to fulfill me the way he did? But it's also, wait a minute, my heart was ripped into a million pieces. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't a random breakup. It wasn't you guys were on the outs. He went back to an ex-wife. He cheated on None of those. This is the worst of the worst of the worst. Yeah. And I can understand that is a part that will never be whole. And hopefully, whoever the next lucky guy, and I say that literally, uh, is, is open enough to understand that could be a dynamic, you know? Well, it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, love is always risky, but when you've, you know, in, in a second, your life just gets completely blown up when you lose the love of your life, uh, mm-hmm. when they're killed in an accident is pretty earth shattering. So there is a part of me, the reason why I haven't dated. And again, this is just to be completely honest with myself. And it's something I've only really recently done. It's the truth is, do I want to allow myself to be put in a situation that I can be so hurt. And I say, you know, from my head, I say, of course, like love is worth it. And and it was worth it with, with him too. I don't regret that as painful as it was, the joy was worth it. So I can say that from my brain, but emotionally speaking, the thought of falling in love again and being hurt is uh, probably we'll say a huge variable in what is stopping me from going out there and dating or doing it in a very full way. So I'll let you know how it goes and you let me know how it goes. And listeners, you got some stories, some good questions you would ask your date, some deal breakers. I want to hear it. You know how to reach me. Go to speakpipe.com slash Dr. Lori. Leave your comments, ask your questions, tell your story so I can put it on the show. I've got some right now that I'm going to be putting in future episodes coming very, very soon. And it's exciting to hear from people. So I definitely want to hear from you so you can be part of the show. I can answer your questions and play your stories and your comments because I know I'm not the only one interested. This is good stuff. We want to hear these stories. We don't just hear about us or our clients, but we want to hear from you, this community of looking for love. Speaking of community, I do have a community that I'm starting called Stuff of Love Community and be on live calls and be a part of this community where we are talking about relationships and sex and answering all of your questions. And I'll be doing these um, live streams 
definitely sign up, join the group. It is at facebook.com slash groups slash stuff of love. So again, facebook.com slash groups slash stuff of love or stuff of love community. This is the group. Join it. And I'm going to be starting my first live chat will be in October. So it'll be coming soon. And it's going to be great. It's going to be a really fun community that everybody can share and talk about the things that we all love talking about, which is relationships and sex. So join the community. I'll put the link in the description of the show. And we look forward to hearing from you and hopefully chatting with you in my Stuff of Love community. And if anybody wants to know some straight scoop about Dr. Lori before she was Dr. Lori, give me a call. (laughs) I've always been Dr. Lori. (laughs) So, Mark, it was fun to have you. I always like having you here on the show. And we will be... We, yes. Hmm. Yes, it would be nice to be had, <laughs> as a matter of fact, speaking of. So, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And listeners, thank you. Always appreciate you listening. And hopefully you will subscribe to the show. Go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to my channel, Stuff of Love. Also, I will have the link below. And I'm putting out videos, new videos every Thursday. And uh, I think they're I think they're good, and I hope you'll like them. So everybody, take care. Be safe. Mark, I'll talk to you soon. And again, thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone.